There are an estimated 5 million commercial truck drivers in the United States. To comply with federal law, these drivers need medical exams to continue working. It is estimated that 3 million medical exams will need to be performed yearly. Physician assistants have played a critical role in this underserved population, but recently recommendations have been made to limit the involvement of the physician assistant. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Stan Roberts, physician assistant and a commercial driver medical examiner for 17 years, who recently testified to the U.S. Department of Transportation regarding the proposed changes. And today we'll be discussing the Medical Review Board recommendations to limit the role of the physician assistant in commercial driver medical exams. Hi, Stan. Welcome to ReachMD. Hello, Lisa. Stan, can you give us some history on PAs in occupational health and the role that they play in caring for the 4 to 6 million commercial truck drivers in the United States? Well, the PA profession, as you know, is involved in every specialty of medicine. And so we have PAs that both care for commercial drivers in a primary sense healthcare role as well as serve as medical examiners to perform DOT commercial driver medical certification evaluations. And how long have PAs been working in this field? Thousands of PA commercial driver examiners have performed commercial driver medical certification exams on thousands of drivers since being authorized by the Department of Transportation to do so in 1992. And how many PAs do you estimate currently conduct the uh, medical exams? We don't know for sure. The DOT doesn't really know how many medical examiners they have, which is part of the problem that they are in the process of addressing. Currently, the only qualification that you need to do one of these exams is to be licensed by the state as a MD, DO, PA, advanced practice nurse, or a chiropractor. And there's, there's no requirement for any training or certification or any real oversight from the federal government. And so that creates a situation where they really don't know how many examiners there are. We know there are about 2,000 PAs that are in occupational medicine as a specialty. And we know there are about 23,000 PAs that are in primary care. Certainly, there are a lot of primary care PAs that do these exams as a courtesy to their patients. How about board-certified occupational medicine physicians? Do you know how many there are that are doing the exam or in general? Well, there have only been a little less than 4,000 physicians granted board certification in occupational medicine between 1948 and 2008, according to the American Board of Preventive Medicine. So that's actually a very small number of physicians. As you know, there are drastic decreases over the last few years, a trend which continues in the number of primary care physicians. Primary care physicians are the group most likely to be in a position to perform these commercial driver medical exams for their patients. So, So we think certainly given the the very small numbers of occupational medicine physicians and the declining number of primary care physicians, that certainly one would expect that the federal government would be interested in in enhancing recruitment and retention of non-physician medical providers to, to do these exams. So for 17 years, PAs have been providing this underserved population with the exams they need to do their job. And a few years back, In Louisiana, there was a terrible bus accident, and that led to some changes in commercial truck driving and the exams needed to drive. Could you tell us about that? In 1999, there was a bus accident that resulted in 22 deaths and several 
serious injuries. And the National Transportation Safety Board, in their review of that accident, found that the driver had multiple serious medical conditions that in their view, should not have allowed him to be medically certified to operate a commercial vehicle, in this case a bus. And so that that raised a red flag as to whether there was a problem in the system, whether the medical examiners that were granting these medical certifications were truly aware of the demands of the job to drive a commercial vehicle and the impact that a person's medical conditions might have on their ability to do that safely. The Transportation Safety Board and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, the Government Accountability Office, had all looked at various sources of evidence and and found that, for example, in California, 10% of the medically certified drivers actually didn't meet the qualifications to be certified. They found anecdotal cases in some of their enforcement efforts of forged medical certificates or drivers that had no medical certificates and cases where the driver clearly had a medical condition that should have precluded them from being certified, but yet they were out on the road. So following that, they put together a series of events to make some changes. And can you explain what those events were? That was a large impetus to the Congress passing a major piece of legislation in 2005, which has a very long name. It's the Safe, Accountable, Flexible, Efficient Transportation Equity Act, a legacy for users called Safety Lou. And among its many provisions, it required the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, which is within the Department of Transportation, to do several things. The thrust of all of this was to review the the medical standards and the guidelines that had been in effect for many years and determine whether those were out of date and need to be updated. And also to take a hard look at ways to improve the training of the medical examiners and, and to develop a process for formal training with a defined curriculum, a certification examination, recertification examinations to form a national registry such that only medical examiners that had passed this test and had been certified would be listed on this registry, and only those registrants would be authorized to do the commercial driver medical exams. It also allowed some oversight from the DOT over these examiners, which they had really lacked before. Some of the other things that were included in this safety lieu bill was to create a medical review board within the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration to review these existing medical standards and to make scientific evidence-based recommendations to the FMCSA for revisions. As part of this, there were the establishment of evidence reports, which were searches of the medical literature on topics related to medical conditions and risk of, of having a commercial vehicle crash if a driver had those conditions. The Medical Review Board was given the job to look at evidence-based medical history on commercial drivers. The evidence reports were reviewed by what are called medical expert panels, who in turn developed a set of recommendations to the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration and the Medical Review Board. Medical Review Board in turn was charged with making recommendations to the DOT about about what changes based on, on evidence should be made in the medical standards and the medical certification process. Stan, who makes up the Medical Review Board? 
They are selected by the Motor Carrier Safety Administration. There are currently five members of the board. These are physicians in, from various uh, backgrounds, occupational medicine, uh, neurology, orthopedics, psychiatry, their sleep medicine. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Stan Roberts, PA and a commercial driver medical examiner for 17 years, who recently testified to the U.S. Department of Transportation regarding the current recommendations to limit the role of the physician assistant in commercial driver medical exams. So, Stan, the MRB came up with three recommendations or three main recommendations that affect the PA profession. Can we just kind of go through those each? Can we talk about, kind of give us an overview of of the three of them and what they mean? The three recommendations, we've been advised to this point since they began their deliberations in 2006, the Medical Review Board has, has made approximately 40 recommendations to the FMCSA. Now, none of these are in effect at this point. These are simply recommendations. The MRB has no authority to make regulations or guidelines or set policy. They can only, they're advisory. But three of these recommendations, which were made over the span 2007, 2008, 2009, give us particular concern. And these are that drivers with either type 1 or type 2 diabetes must have their medical certification performed only by an MD or a DO examiner which excludes physicians, nurse practitioners. The second one is a driver with two or more stipulated medical problems must have their certification performed only by an MD or a DO examiner. Examples of these medical problems are such very common conditions as hypertension, obesity at a certain level, sleep disorders, musculoskeletal disease, cardiovascular disease, and several other conditions. The third recommendation was that drivers with any history of stroke or TIA must have their medical certification performed only by an MD or a DO. So that virtually eliminates the role of the PA and the other non-physicians as medical examiners. The upshot of that is that we have good reason to believe that at least 50% of the 4 to 6 million commercial drivers, at least 50% of them, are going to have two or more medical problems just because of the high prevalence of these various medical conditions like obesity, hypertension, diabetes in the population. That being the case, coupled with the fact that when a driver shows up at a clinic for an, for an appointment for a physical, typically you don't know ahead of time what that driver's medical status is. In certain situations you, you might, in most situations you won't. You'll be well into a scheduled exam with a driver if you're the PA medical examiner before you you would really know what their medical status was. So, you know, you may be heavy into the exam and then you determine, oops, this this driver has three medical problems. All of a sudden, you can't certify this driver. So what are you going to do? So if if you're in a situation where you have a physician in the clinic with you, most clinics that I'm familiar with, they're not going to, the physician's not going to be able to drop what they're doing and come in and finish that exam and sign off on the certification. What's going to happen is the driver, if they're lucky, is going to have to just wait a long time that day until the physician can eventually do it. More likely, have to reschedule for another day or simply go to another facility and try to find a physician medical examiner. So if I'm a truck driver, when I go to schedule my exam, I'm not going to schedule it with anyone other than an MD or DO because I don't want to take the risk of of having to come back or reschedule. Why would you? I mean, it won't take long for the commercial carriers and truck drivers, physicians, and medical practices to figure out that 
well, you know, we better just schedule with an MD or a DO. Otherwise, you know, we may have to just waste all this time and resources. So, Stan, I have a question. You said that it was evidence-based research that they were making these recommendations on. Is there any evidence-based research that shows that PA examiners are associated with an increased risk of accidents or that they are not capable of dealing with a patient that has two or more medical problems? Absolutely not. And that's, that's a point that we made. We, we went on behalf of the American Academy of Physician Assistants and the AAPA and Occupational Medicine, we went before the Medical Review Board at their meeting in January in Washington and made those points. These were also posted on the comment docket. And, and we strongly made the point that this is not evidence-based. This is conjecture. We're not aware of any evidence and don't believe there is any evidence that exists that, that shows that there's an increased risk of crash in a commercial driver that's been certified by a non-physician rather than by a physician. In our case, a PA medical examiner rather than a physician. And and we think there's every reason to actually support PAs doing this. For one thing, PAs have been doing this for 17 years. We have a track record of doing this. There have been a lot of studies that demonstrate the quality of care of PAs. PAs commonly manage patients that have multiple medical problems, multiple medication, potential for medication interaction, side effects. Um, there's no state law that stipulates that PAs can't treat patients with diabetes or two or more medical problems. The State Practice Act set the scope of practice and the physician with the PAs in their practice determine the scope of practice and that practice. And we don't really think that the Medical Review Board or the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration needs to micromanage that. So we think that there's every reason to believe that PAs are capable of doing these exams. So Stan, if these recommendations affect me or affect someone working in my practice, how can I stay abreast of the changes? Well, there are several ways you can do that. You can certainly go to the aapa.org website and click Advocacy and Practice Resources, then Federal Advocacy, then Testimony and Regulatory Comments, and then Testimony, and you can see the detailed written comments that we submitted. You can go to aapaocmed.org and follow the activity that way. You can go to regulations.gov if you want to see the comments that were submitted on the National Registry of Certified Medical Examiners. The docket number is FMCSA-2008-0363. And you can go to fmcsa.dot.gov to follow what's going on with the FMCSA. Thank you, Stan, for coming on the show. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.